Morty's Devils, the podcast is the edited version of the limited run Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play of the same name. wage their never-ending blood war for possession of the material plane. One man has alone stood against both sides in his effort to maintain the balance and thus preserve all life as we know it. We have known peace for a time. That peace is now threatened. Unable to do it alone, he has brought together an elite group of tieflings who all have a stake in the battle. They are called Morty's Devils. I'm Kyle, and thank you so much for hanging out for the break, and I hope that you have returned in the same fashion we have, limbered up and mentally prepared for the A-Team hijinks to come. You can find me most days on Twitter at TavernTalesDM, because I am the producer, editor, and host of Tavern Tales, a weekly podcast. I would be remiss if I did not mention something else that comes out every Friday, and that is Flight Risk, the Star Wars podcast that I am a stable member of that comes out every other week where I play Skip Fortuna, the Twi'lek lounge singer in a Star Wars uh, podcast. Go check that one out wherever podcasts can be found. When we left for break, our players, our performers, their characters had made their way onto the good ship Probable Cause, and a it is a Nautiloid Spelljammer vessel, and it is making its way, it has been uh, acquired and taken over by pirates, and our three devils Mordenkainen has sent to save the day have now boarded the vessel and have made their way into a hold where the skiff is taking them. As we reach this, it pulls into the hold, and a glimmering flash of light happens, and the the hold itself is well lit with what looks to be fluorescent lights. Picture a Star Trek sort of ambiance and tone inside this vessel that definitely seems to be alive in some capacity. As the skiff settles down into like a nursing dock or whatnot, there is one individual in the room. But the camera's not focused on that individual. The camera is focused on our three heroes. And I turn the game over once again to uh, to the players, so take things away, Rich. Hi, I'm Rich. Uh, I'm at Quixotic on most of the social media, and right now, presently, you can hear my voice in the Fangirls podcast that is also produced by Kyle. Uh, episode 4 just came out uh, yesterday, right? That's right, on Thursday. So uh, listen to that if you have a chance. My voice isn't in that episode, but it will be in future episodes as well. So then, 
we would see Kip since he was he had been feeling like the vibration of the ship. We actually see him like laying down on the deck of the ship with like his ear to it. He's like, "Hey, girl, what what's going on? Uh, you taking us home?" It thrums and undulates to your touch. <laughs> looks like <laughs> looks like Kip's gonna have a date later on too. Yes. Oh boy. Oh my. <laughs> I am Mac. Uh, you can find me at um, at the underscore dread underscore bread on Twitter, um, and also on uh, Pink Mohawk on Twitter, where the O in Mohawk is a zero. Um, that is the account that I just opened for the Shadowrun actual play that I'm working on. Anyway, so I am playing Zahira as the camera. The camera cuts from uh, Kip on the uh, deck of the skiff to, um, you know, it does like the classic uh, shot where like it starts at the feet and then pans up. Although instead of like a pair of regular human feet, um, you see a pair of what looks like tiger paws um, and it pans up from uh, leanly muscled Digitigrade cat legs up to Zahira's face. She is a, you know, lean, wiry, uh, cat-like tiefling with tiger-striped skin and, you know, long, flowing dark hair. She has, like, a gold ring, you know, in her bottom lip and um, also a matching set on the ends of her horns. And she is standing... um, poised with uh you know with her scimitars in hand just looking toward the entrance of the ship and she gets down off the skiff or what does she do uh yes she does get down off the skiff you want to describe that for me or does she just get down she does like a little bit of a hop you know gracefully jumps down perfect uh, there there also happens to be some stairs but we're not going to describe them because we will not describe stairs this adventure (laughs) no 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 stairs described in this adventure at all this adventure (laughs) And then the camera pans over to Mal. Hi, I'm Fennec. You can find me at the Fennec Wolf on Twitter and just about everywhere else. Uh, I also work with an amazing group called Nerdsmith. I'm one of their associate directors. I do a couple of podcasts with them. They're great. You should check them out. And I'm playing Mal, the melancholy, the grave domain cleric bard who's kind of in this to keep the world balanced, hopefully. So, um... The camera pans over to Mal, who's standing there, devoid of her vest, looking irked because that was her favorite vest, crossing her arms and huffing and tapping her taloned feet. And just once the skiff gets close enough, she says, Ugh, this day is just going, going worse and worse and worse and just jumps off as soon as she can <laughs> onto the ship. <laughs> Someone in chat has asked if you're all Dalex because then you don't have to deal with stairs. Yes. It's just like, no, we just exterminate all stairs from existence. Exterminate. So, <laughs> with exterminate. That, you see the other figure in the room, and they are moving a couple of fuel cells that are um, off to one side. They're screwing out. You can see the mushroom cap, and it. Well, let's actually like fully describe it like a mushroom. It's got the red circles all around it on a white plane, and it is uns. This figure is unscrewing 
uh, one of the fuel cells and pulling it out of a port and putting it off to one side. It does not look like there are any available fuel cells. Furthermore, it looks like there is room for three fuel cells to be placed into this thing. And you know for a fact on your skiff, there is only two fuel cells. The figure, which I have asked chat if they could come up with a woman's voice, has not offered me anything as of yet. So I will voice that to say, if you have a voice for this woman, please offer it to me. And if not, I will go with Dalek as the voice choice for this this (laughs) individual. I've got Audrey Uh, Hepburn from Mac. Mac, you're supposed to let chat do that. So Well, chat wasn't doing their job. (laughs) <laughs> That's fine. A York, a Yorkshire. All right, perfect. I, I think I can do a Yorkshire accent. So that figure is their back is turned to you. She is wearing a white linen shirt that ruffles in some unknown breeze, probably that guy with the hair dryer again. And she's wearing <laughs> tight leather breeches with thigh high boots. And she turns to you and you immediately recognize this individual, Mac. It is an ex of yours. Of oh, Z- no. Zahira's. You know this person, and this person's <laughs> name is Herzog. All right. What, a, what kind of a person is Herzog? You tell me. What kind of a person is Herzog? She is, uh, she is very strong. She's very, she's very assertive, uh, kind of, kind of, you know, a little on the mean side, actually. Cool. I love it. She's strong, assertive. She's but like mean. It's, but like it's sexy. Of course. Everything on Morty's Devils is sexy. Everything is, is even the lack of stairs is sexy. Uh, Rich, what it's is- The sexiest absence of stairs ever. Perfect. Rich, she is she's uh she's got something around her waist connected to a sash. It's very interesting and it draws the gaze. What is that? I would say it's like kind of like mixed within the sash is kind of like a bejeweled kind of like belly necklace. Is that what you call it? Like it wraps around it's like a, a golden chain that wraps around the waist that's like covered in okay. jewels. Okay, Herzog's shirt is now a half shirt that shows her belly, and she is wearing a bejeweled golden belly chain that hangs out over top of her red sash that keeps her britches up. And Fennec, there's something... Uh, something wrong with this individual, though. There's some something strange about them. Can you describe that for me? Their aura is visible, so it's like this writhing mass of dark purples and blues going around. Definitely them. a <laughs> conflicted, animalistic thing uh, about this individual. This person turns and immediately sees Zahira and says, "Zahira, is that you?" It is. Herzog. Blimey. That's me, yeah. I haven't seen you in years. It's a, <laughs> How you doing? Thing. How'd you get on the ship? Where's all the Niyogi? I don't know. We took a skiff. Nice hey to man, see you. I'm right back here. They didn't tie my face up or mouth so I can talk. <sighs> um, they, they kicked all of my friends off of the thing except one they turned into sashimi. You tried to kick us Yeah, he deserves badass. it. He deserved it. Okay, I'll be quiet He was now. a real jerk. What are you saying? You've... You stormed aboard the vessel? This you can't do that, Zahira. There's there's dangers afoot. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. We're supposed to be here. It's okay. I feel like stormed aboard is like 
really strong language for just- We really didn't storm aboard. We kind of just like- Right. You know, hopped off. Make an insight check, uh, everyone, and Kip has advantage on this insight check as this person looks and sees Kip essentially for the first time. That's a nat 20. Kip got a 10. Go, Kip. I got a 21. (laughs) Holy, this person recognizes Kip immediately. Not well enough for Kip to recognize that this person recognizes Kip, apparently, because you did roll with advantage, right, Rich? (laughs) Wow. It was a 10 and a 2. Good job, Oblivionator. Kip, I do believe this woman knows you. Really? You've never seen this person before in your (laughs) life, Kip. What's up? Yes, of course. Charmed, she says. Her aura flares visibly. You can't be here. Son Jack will... He'll tear you limb from limb. Get get on the skiff and head back to port. Just just turn around, Sahira, if you love me. Don't die today. But we kind of broke up years ago. I... No, sorry. If you loved me... Like, I, I know it's no longer the case. I mean, seriously... You can only be a bitch for so long. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) Um, All of this laughter is in character. By the way, (laughs) I kind of just, I kind of just burst out laughing, like not knowing what to do. She laughs Um, as well. (laughs) Kip Kip starts laughing too, because everyone's laughing. (laughs) Wow, I mean, that's kind of rude of you, but I think I can handle myself. You can have inspiration back, Rich. That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Kip's laughing. Everyone realized Kip doesn't know why he's laughing. (laughs) Mal just pats him awkwardly on the shoulder. Hey, so, like, we're getting on this ship. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate your concern, hun, but I really, I can handle myself. She starts scratching at her face nervously. You can tell, like, that is not something you've ever recognized in her before, Zahira. She just scratches at her with a weird sort of chittering action. She says, oh, no, you must go. You just... <laughs> just get off the ship before you, you're all hurt. I wouldn't want to see you. <laughs> I'm going to roll insight. I don't sure. like this. Yeah, uh, you you uh, have, I mean, I would allow you to roll, but you really have no clue uh, as to what the heck is possibly going on. Uh, she turns, she starts to, to grunt, and she turns away from you, and there's a ripple across her form, a physical ripple that matches this animalistic uh, purple aura that seems to ripple there. And when she turns back, you are greeted by a were-rat oh, in no. their half-breed form. And she's like, <laughs> But Kip, you immediately recognize this as an X. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. This is Gauze Tray. This is Gauze Tray, an X of yours. Gauze Tray? Um, Gauze Tray, yeah. Which is just Herzog backwards for those who are not paying attention at home. <laughs> oh, I didn't want you to see me like this, Zahira. <laughs> you're just as beautiful Wait, as... Wait, you're a were-rat? I wasn't before as bitter. Right, as thrilling as this is, we have an appointment to keep, which involves us getting this ship... Back off, you! 
I'm talking to lovers. <laughs> so, Mel just looks confused. Like, this is this, does this always happen to you too? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's never happened to me before. God's I mean, They get around. You are just as beautiful as I remember. God, all the insides are twisted with love for you. I would bear your pups. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get get ahead of ourselves. Clawing, she's clawing away at the white <laughs> of the, the linen shirt that she's wearing, and she's like, <sighs> I like to... I don't like to be tied down, so, like, let's cool it with the pop talk. I remember not tying you down many times. Well, when it comes to that <laughs> situational tying down, you know, I'm talking about I mean, the metaphor. I'm not going to tied down over here. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie, Herzog, this is, uh, I'm kind of, this is, this is kind of sexy. Point of order, we are supposed to be yeah. taking the ship back. I mean, but yeah, we gotta take the ship back. That's important. Well, you know, you'd look better in a vest. I had one. Uh, are you sure? Did you remember to wear that today? I did. When I was trying to help you, it uh, fell off. I don't recall that at all. Kip, that head thing is new. I like it. Thanks. You look Smarter or something. I don't know. It's weird. So, like, maybe you could help us out, you know? Yes. Yes, I will help you. Excellent. I'll help you. I'll tell you what you need. Because I love you. Both of you. Cool. Still. Thanks. Forever. That's, uh, that's, that's great. That's great. She... Revert. She's able to control herself and reverts back to her normal human appearance, um, mm-hmm. but she's definitely clawed at her face so that she's got these deep rivulets and she's bleeding a little bit from having harmed herself. Uh, and oh. and she says, "Darlings, there's three helms that control this ship. One of them is in engineering, and it controls the propulsion, and uh, only a magical." Only a magician of some kind, a wielder of arcane power, is capable of steering this ship. It is, of course, an illithid ship. There is a containment area, a secondary hold on the other ship side, that you can, of course, reclaim the hostages that Sonjak, that Captain Sonjak has held hostage. But one of you is going to need to as well go to um, the bridge. Maybe all of you will need to go to the bridge and take on Sonjak himself. He's a brutal, violent Neogi master and his pet up there. If you do not succeed at taking the bridge, you cannot wrest control of the ship from him, for one of the helms lies there. There are three helms in total about the ship. Uh, it is difficult. And, as, uh, and if you do not know this, this hold, this area you are in is an anti-magic field and uh, I am trapped here until they unlock the door on the other side in as much as you are. Well, that's not good. (sighs) That's not good. So, once she's finished talking, Mal is going to come over with some gauze and like the D&D equivalent of medical tape and like, yeah, hold hold still. Thank you for the information. (laughs) 
and put oh, it. Thank there. you. She touches the back of your bicep and looks you in the eyes with true and devout appreciation. You're welcome. It's going to be all right. We're going to get control back and stop Sonjack. Sonjack. You have magnificent horns and she reaches out and she strokes one of them. Less personal space, please. Quickly backs up and hides behind Zahara. Do you, because you were in the middle of doing what you were doing before, do you just stop immediately from applying the bandage or do you continue she, to apply the bandage? She'll finish and then quickly duck behind Sahara once it's done. Well, she's got a hold of your bicep and she's looking you deep in the eyes. Uh, I, I've <laughs> spoken for Milady. Oh, you don't you don't say. I mean, no one could speak for you too loudly. They're nowhere near you. Uh, 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 Zahara? I'm going to kind of pry her hand away, and I'm like, hey, we're uh, actually Mal and I. We're, um, I'm, I'm dating Mal now. Yeah, funny how that works. Uh, and I kind of I pull her back a little bit. She looks pityingly at Mal, and she says, be careful. She's a tiger in the sack. If you have any other questions you'd like to ask of the were-rat, the were-rat has imported to you the important bits of information. I will reiterate them for you. There are three helms that must be worn by arcane magic users, and those arcane magic users will then have the ability to pilot and control the ship. One that controls the propulsion of the ship is in the engineering area. There is a communications room that controls one of the, that has the other helm, and then the third helm is in the bridge, and you need to wear those helms in order to communicate with the ship and convince it to do what you want it to do the bridge however is where captain son jack the pirate who has arrested control of the vessel lays in wait with his quote unquote pet and lastly there is a hold on the other side of this doubled up uh, catamaran ship the other hold is currently holding the original crew the illithid himself admiral beller who is in charge of the probable cause now fennec your character has been on this ship before and we flash back to the time when you were on the ship. Can you just describe for us some of the uh, the events that you, uh, or reasons you were on this ship and how you came to know of its existence? Yeah, so Mal's bard teacher ended up taking her as a kind of final tour slash graduation gift. Of, well, final lesson slash graduation gift. So they traveled through the cosmos just playing at different ports and, you know, learning you know, the last few tricks of the bard trade, like how to, you know, fleece somebody when they maybe don't want to give you any gold for your performance or, you know, how to... Yeah, okay, and you're on the ship? Yeah. And what happened on the ship? Uh, She ended up accidentally causing a bit of a riot with her music. (laughs) Accidental. She didn't mean to. Oh my, okay, cool. Uh, you have a relationship with the ship as a result. Is that a positive or negative relationship? Seeing how it ended and her getting kicked off, negative. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So this relationship is not a good one for, for Mal. Yeah. Okay, great. Kip, who left the were-rat, what did I call her, Gretztro? Uh, Gaustray. Gaustray. Who left Gaustray? You or Gaustray? Or was it Mutual. 
Kit probably left God's Tray because he 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 just want he was in search of the waves and she uh she couldn't go with him because the ship was the ship wasn't sinking at that point and so she didn't see a need to flee the ship like the rat she was. Ooh. <laughs> bad Ooh, that was a rough one <laughs> uh yeah you know he's he's always kind of on the move looking for items and all that stuff so he kind of just like left her behind okay he left her behind literally tall and thin and zahira how did you and herzog meet that's a good question we met at one of my performances um, nice was yeah. she also performing or was she in the audience I think that she was another performer. Excellent. She's another performer and she doesn't do that work anymore because of an injury she suffered. What was the injury? Actually, strangely enough, the reason that uh, she stopped performing was also the reason that we broke up. I dropped one of my swords during one of my routines and, you know, it kind of it kind of sliced her foot a little bit. Not one of my proudest moments cut her Achilles tendon and ended her dance career. Wow. How do you leave this port since it is locked and held tight and it has got a anti-magic field? Uh, I was actually going to ask Herzog about that. Okay. Is there a way for us to get out? Of this conversation? Unfortunately, no. The door is locked and I'm trapped in here. No, of the of the door. I meant of the door. No, I, again, the door is locked. Well, like, when did they let you out? They don't let me out. I am here to maintain the fuel cells. I see you've only brought two of them. Perhaps someone will come along shortly to, to let us go now that the skiff has returned. But I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. Now, Fennec... Is Mal aware of an alternative way out of this hold? She would know that you could go through the ventilation ducts. Cool. And come out ventilation the ventilation ducts. Yes. In fact, there's just a white door <laughs> being held open for a lady and a cat, and you guys can just go through that white door. I like it. Yeah. There's, there's a dog and a cat, and you just literally, like, it, it opens up head right through like it's just wow okay that was awesome thanks what a great lucky surprise that was for us you don't have to go through the ducts this time because the cat and dog needed to be let out so uh, the door opens you slip through and you're in the halls of the ship the probable cause <laughs> well that was rather wonderful where would you like to go you have essentially two choices at this point. Your first choice is you can head over to the bridge itself and confront Sonjak and his pet. Or you can go to the other hold. You can slink through the halls, try to stealth your way there, and try to un rescue uh, Beller and his men. Or women. I mean, just his crew. I think we should, we should save the innocents first. Perhaps they could join us in the fight after. That would be beneficial as well. Sure. You guys turn right instead of turning left, and you are in front of the door. The guard has been knocked out by a quick thump of the head by Kip as you came walking up. Didn't even take any difficulty because it was just one of those little neogies again. And it's slumped there on the floor, and the locked door is in front of you leading into this other hold. Can we search the Neogi for keys? 
Yeah, you can search the Niyogi for keys. All right. Mal would start patting it down, trying to see if there were any keys on it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but Kip, in a fit of brilliance, you realize you're on the locking side of the door, not the locked side of the door. And so while Fe- uh, Melancholy is looking for keys, Kip's, Kip can literally just unlock and open the door if you'd like to. Right. Definitely. She's like, oh, it's just, just a little, like, knob you turn right here. Oh. <laughs> he went Georgian. <laughs> <laughs> You find the keys, Melancholy, as the door opens. I've got the... Oh. Best to keep the keys so we can't get locked in. Yes, good point. And she tucks them into a pocket. <laughs> Rich, the camera pans across an injured crew that are huddled in a corner, cor- uh, a corner of this hole looking worse for the wear. But they're all wearing the same uniform. Can you describe the uniform for me that we see to indicate that this is the ship's proper crew? They have a bright red jacket that's got like golden um filigree up the arms of like flowers cool uh but like the flowers are kind of made out of like tentacles okay yeah tentacles and i want to change that from instead of golden i want to change that to silvery okay and that this this um this vessel the probable cause is actually owned by the devilish law firm i want to say i i can't remember their name very well but it's like pain fire and fear i'm sure i'm getting that wrong but those are the 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 devilish law firm owns the probable cause and it is one of their ships uh, piloted by admiral beller sure yeah yeah. Uh, you can see admiral beller mac uh, are they thin or heavy set they are heavy set perfect a heavy set illithid you want to describe them for me fennec so they're wearing a captain's coat, which is a deep purple with the same sort of flowery pattern, but instead of flowers, like they said, it was tentacles. I'm wearing a, I can't remember what style of hat it is, but the one that looks yeah, like a Yeah, don't train. describe the hat. That's fine. Okay. With big feather, dark All right, eyes. fine. Keep describing the goddamn hat. I'll just put it on. <laughs> there we go. Yes, that one. That perfect hat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I should make a reminder in the Discord, don't describe the headwear. <laughs> <laughs> that might be good. Everybody always wants to jump to it, and I'm like, that's not the hat I own. Thankfully, <laughs> this time, it was. Beller is very badly injured. He's slumped, and he's drooling a little bit, and he climbs heavily to his feet. His lithid tentacles are maneuvering back and forth as he slowly um, drags a leg that seems to be badly bro- badly injured over to you, and he says, Yeah? Uh, yes? I'm sorry, oh, what? The devils. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us, yeah. Excellent. Sounds like you got something in your mouth there. What? What are you talking about? Never mind, just keep, just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> Thank you. I am badly injured, but about the head, and I require your aid in taking control of my ship hand. You're right. We're we're here to help. Something about aid and taking control of the ship. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Just want to make sure that I'm following along here. Good. Right. So, like, we're here to help you. Maybe, uh, Mal. You think you could? 
throw right. some uh, yes. some soothing help there, Ray. Um, so Mal is gonna sit cross-legged for a second and look like she's praying, and she's gonna mm-hmm. cast a prayer of healing at fourth level. Okay. Which they will heal up for 20 points because I rolled it earlier. <laughs> nice. Nothing happens. You lose the spell slot. Well, oh, no. shiitake mushrooms. Well, young lady, you're in an anti-magic field. That won't work here, and my injuries are not of the kind that can be just healed away. What happened to you? I cut about half of that. I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? Oh, because I I only cut about half of that. All right. I'm sure it was the good half. Yeah, I think I think it was. So the, I hope so. So like where uh, on the ship is is not anti magic? Everywhere except the holds. Well that sucks. That what? Uh, well, just to be clear, just the holds are anti magic fields. Oh, oh, oh. I thought He literally said everywhere except the holds. Okay. Ah. <laughs> okay. Well that's helpful. Maybe you can, um, like, the way is clear. Let's let's make your way to the skiff, and you got y'all can get to freedom. What? Why? The ship's already in motion. We're flying or gone away already. Can't you feel it? But there's a skiff on the dock. I think there's a skiff here as well. Why would I leave my ship? I think perhaps it might be best for them to stay here, and we go deal with the problem in the bridge, and then everybody can fly. Finally, one of you is right. Take care of my problem, devils. I was sent Oh my head. Perhaps you should sit down and just rest. He slumps to the ground, heavy, softly, and rests. We should probably, like, Give them the key to this room so they can't get locked back in here. Uh, yes. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Mal hands the key it. over to the captain. There you go. So in case they try and lock you in again, you're not really locked in. But like just that key. We might need the other keys. Or you can just leave the door open. That too. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you have uh, you've gone and seen to the prisoners. Doesn't look like there's much you can do about them at the moment. And Beller looks to be. Well, incapacitated. Beller does inform you that normally he would be able to fly the ship all by himself. He can't do that. If you, any of you, have arcane abilities beyond the blue tusk, uh, the blue horned one, then please make uh, make use of those arcane abilities. Wear the helms and steer the ship and save us all. Take out uh, Sonjak. Right. Let's do it. All right. Okay. We make our way to the bridge, if that's what you would like to do. Is there mm-hmm. any preparation or anything you'd like to do? Or are you going to storm? What is your plan? Devils, you have a moment to talk amongst yourselves in the hall to make a plan. And the camera pans to each of you, you know, as the one, you're the one talking. And then it pans to the next person who's talking. So have this scene. Perhaps we should get the other helms first, just to make sure that, like, the ship doesn't crash when we overthrow this nasty dude the helms are stuck in the locations that they're in you oh. can't take them away oh okay mm. well darn that would have been a really good plan right yeah Cut. the director says you gotta go with the script 
Kip. Uh, the script actually says, you know, you you knew that already. Come on, just get back in the scene. My process Action. is improv. Keep rolling. All right. So like, I could frighten people. I could slow them. I, I would say slowing them down so they can't get near us is good. Do either of you have a way to attack that's distant? So, uh, well. Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, distant attacks. I also have a way to get past people pretty easily. I can cast a dimension door. I can also summon, since we're on an illithid ship, I can summon a cube of tentacles that might help us out. They can attack, they can gravel. I can summon a cube of knives. Both sound extremely useful and like they would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they hurt a lot, their knives. So maybe cast that on the captain while we deal with the lackeys? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. My- okay, who's going in first? Who's the most hardy of us? My armor class is 16 out of character, so probably. <laughs> Don't <Wow>. do that. <laughs> I mean, on a scale of 1 to 20, I think I'm about a 14. Good lord, <laughs> come on, guys. I'm, I'm pretty, like, strong, but, like... I'm not always quick to dodge. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm pretty good at dodging stuff. I don't know. So I'll I'm... go in and attract their attention will you two. Excellent. Because mm-hmm. I'm better at a distance. All right. Good luck. Let's take it to the limit. Sure. <laughs> okay. The doors open with that swish. Um, but it's actually just another sphincter opening in the ship itself. And I just love Rich's expression every time I say the word sphincter. <laughs> like it's a causes no. a visceral reaction of him. I think all of his tighten every time I say that word. <laughs> and, <laughs> Bad. And no. Yes, always. Uh, I wish this was now named the SS Sphincter, sadly. Zero so, out of ten. Yeah, w- would buy again. Definitely want. Uh, no. Would no, renew. Would not. Want <laughs> more not. Sphincters, please. All of the Sphincters, all the time. In fact, I would go with the 80s quote A Sphincter says, What? It says, as it opens and you see (laughs) the bridge of the ship itself and you see the master Niyogi Sonjak at the helm he does not appear to be surprised that you're there chat why don't you give me a bunch of things that he's wearing and he's wearing all of those things including um the perfect pirate hat yes ooh so he's got his perfect pirate hat on, and you can tell he's a master Niyogi. He's got the extra legs. He's got the tiny little spindly arms. He's um, wearing the helm with the hat as well. Sure, why not? Let's just allow for me to have that color. And he's flying the ship. He turns to you, and um, he's wearing a fanny pack. I like that. But taking up the predominant screen time is the pet of Sonjak himself. And it is a carapace giant creature with four limbs, bristling hairs on top of all of this chitinous armor that it wears. It has two large scintillating eyes that glow with a myriad of colors and two long mandibles that cl- 
clack out from the, the, the front of it and two, four smaller tentacle type grasping feelers that pull things towards its maw. It, it stands on two legs some of the time and it turns to you its antennae bustling and moving as you are faced with an umber hulk from the very good oh, moment. Oh, great. Hey, yes. Kyle, I don't so, Great. Son Jack says, my pet, deal with this incursion. But I, I would like a voice option for Son Jack. So who does Son Jack sound like chat? Anybody got a suggestion for me? I will take one in a few moments. I would need... Uh, normally, what we do is everybody rolls initiative. I forgot to tell everyone at the break because I had to deal with a child. The initiative for this round is Zahira goes first, followed nice. by the Umber Hulk, and then it's Melancholy, followed by Sonjak, and then it is Kip at the end. Normally, I don't like Achafalaya Basin Airboat Captain. Mongolese, you guys are <laughs> tough. <laughs> Achafalaya Basin Airboat Captain. Oh my god. What's an Achafalaya Basin Airboat Captain? I have no clue. Okay. 30s radio announcer. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do Cajun because I think that my Cajun would end up being kind of inappropriate and I'm not good at Mongolese. So I'll do a 30s radio announcer. Thank you, <laughs> Velvet Divine, my dear friend. Follow her on Twitter at OG Brown Sugar. Oh, Howard Stein's a really good choice. I'll, I'll save it for another day. 30s radio announcer. It is Sonjak turns and says, and it's the Umber Hulk in the lead with a big final fight and the push is upon us all and it's time to go. <laughs> Zahira, though, is quick to act. And what would you like to do to start combat? I'm going to immediately throw up a cloud of daggers in front of the Umber Hulk. Perfect. Are you, so you will need to make a check. Okay. You need a charisma uh, confusing gaze. If you're within 30 feet and you are able to see the Umber Hulk's eyes, you need to make a, a DC 15 charisma saving throw. Good thing I have a very high charisma modifier. That's a 21. Excellent. You have succeeded. You throw up this, um, can you describe it for me? And what is the spell? What is the verbal component of this spell as you cast it for me? The verbal component, I kind of raise a hand and I just yell knife cloud. <laughs> it is a five foot cube on either side. Yeah, um, no, we all know how it described. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. definitely. I, yes. want, I would like to know the color rather than the description in the book. They're like the color of newly forged steel. So like that very bright, shining orange. Um, they look like they're on fire, but they're not. Like the fine china that uh, china ware that my wife and I got for our, uh, uh, our wedding 15 years ago, which we've only used twice and looks perfect. <laughs> I've never seen that fine china, but yes. There you go. Yes. I, I, I hope everyone can picture the sort of thing that people get at their wedding and then never use in this <laughs> modern day and age. I yeah. love it. Okay. Mm. It's the cutlery. <laughs> from a wedding i love it okay, i'm sorry i've taken that over but uh i like i liked your idea of it being brand new steel mm -hmm. 
<laughs> all right, whirls and spins and twirls in the air. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? That is all that I can do with my turn. The ship itself, let's describe it. The bridge is laid out exactly like the Star Trek uh, Star Trek Enterprise from uh, That's the, exactly the Next Generation. And as you go in, there's the two doors that go in, but that other door is not there. So there's just the one. Um, and it has a sweeping down around the, the front there and then the three chairs in the middle. And Sanjak is standing at uh, a place and there's a big viewport in front and the umber hulk is on the ramp to the right hand side of you and you can just go to the left and head for the viewport if you want to yeah that's a good idea i'm gonna do that okay the blade ward is there in front of the umber hulk and it mm. is the umber hulk's turn so he's just gonna go right through this five foot cube and what happens to it when it does go through there He's going to take 4d4 slashing damage okay. when it enters the spell's area for the first time. And while you're rolling your dice and figuring out how much damage is done, it charges up and it gouges deeply with one of its claws into Kip's chest and rips him for nine points of slashing damage. And it hits Melancholy with the other claw and tries to draw Melancholy in. It does connect with this other right-handed claw, pulling you in towards it, doing nine points of damage. But it does not manage to get a hold or purchase of you with its mandibles. They clack and clatter just inches from your face and it's passed through the Blade Warden is on the other side of it as we now turn to Mal's turn. Uh, that is 12 slashing damage, by the way. Okay, thank you. So Mal looks at it and she just snarls and says, hell take you and is going to cast Guiding Bolt at third level? Straight so ahead. hell take you isn't normally what you say when you cast guiding bolt. What is the magical component? What are the magical words for casting guiding bolt? You usually say your prayer to your god, don't you? And say something I thought you said last time. I think it was the same thing I just said. Okay. I could be wrong. Doesn't very doesn't seem very spell like, but I'll 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 accept it. All right. And you're going to and you've hit or did you not hit? What'd you do? Does a 14 hit? Uh the umber hulk? Yes. No. Does not. Then, Just so you all know, the Umber Hulk's armor class is 18. Okay, then yeah, no, she doesn't hit. The Guiding Bolt chitters off of its chitinous armor, sprays against one of the viewport screens, and the ship shudders as it takes damage from the Guiding Bolt instead. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn, Mal? Bonus action, she's gonna look at Kip and say... Heal up, friend, and do healing word on heal up and heal him for seven points. But heal, is that a bardic thing or is that a cleric thing? Cleric. Then heal up, friend, needs to be more theatrical. What would you say instead that is a theatrical sort of casting of a spell uh, as a bonus action? She would say, it's not your time to meet hell today. <laughs> there we go. It's not your time until Monday? No, it's not your time to meet hell. <laughs> oh, okay. I got confused between a line that somebody was saying, and I thought literally all the words you said, but it's like hell is literally Mondays anyway, so I love it. <laughs> Have you healed up Kip for? Uh, seven. All right, perfect. It is now Sonjak's turn, and Sonjak turns... Oh, man, people want me to do Gilbert Gottfried again? It's a popular one, I guess. 
<laughs> Why does everybody love Gilbert Gottfried? Uh, Son Jack says, uh, have 18 minutes of mortgage left? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what he says. Um, I have 18 minutes of a mortgage left and going once, going twice, and it's sold to you for Firebolt. And he cast Firebolt at Zahira as you come rushing towards him, and it does 12 points of fire damage to Zahira, splashes across your chest and burns and gouges your fur. Does he realize I am a tiefling and I do have fire resistance? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe that it is the fact that uh, I like doing fire damage to tieflings because they all have fire damage resistance. It's like a, the first attack is usually something made with fire in these games because mm -hmm. that's it's sexy to be resistant to fire. So you only take six points of damage. And it is now Kip's I, turn. I sexily shrug off half of the damage. <laughs> okay, so he's cast the fire. Fire in a 30s radio announcer voice. It is Kip's turn, followed by Zahira. Okay, so so how far apart is, are the Umber Hulk and Sanjak from each other? Uh, pretty far apart. More than 40 feet? No, but if you're doing something that's 40 feet, you're going to catch all of the everybody involved in it. The good thing is, is creatures of my choice. Okay. So, so uh, Kip is going to cast Slow. So okay, yeah. he's going to take... He's going to dip his hands into his pockets, pull out a little bit of uh, molasses, and he's just going to go, take it easy, dude. <laughs> and cast low. So both of them need to make a wisdom saving throw, uh, DC 15. Okay. The Neogi Master Sanjak has rolled a 12, so that's not, oh, sorry, a 14, so almost there, but not quite. And the Umber Hulk has a nat 17, no different, no no changes on wisdom, so it's a 17 total. Okay, so Sanjak has a negative 2 to his AC and dexterity saving throws, and he can't use reactions. And on his turn, he can either take an action or a bonus action, but not both. Okay, uh, sounds great to me. Yeah. And that is that it for your turn, Kip? The the Umber Hulk is right up on me, right? Like if I move. Oh yes. Yeah. So he's just gonna stay there. Okay, sounds great. You're right there next to the Umber Hulk, and it is now Zahira's turn, followed by the Umber Hulk, and then Mal. So Zahira, what did you do on your turn? All right, on my turn, I would like to cast Crown of Madness. Perfect. On this Umber Hulk. Sorry, one last thing. I need all of you to make confusion checks. You're all within 30 feet of the Umber Hulk and you need to make charisma saves next turn. So we didn't uh, we didn't have to face it this round, oh, no. but starting next turn, you're all going to have to make a check. And because I didn't make uh, Rich or Fennec make the check, um, I will not make Mac make the check this turn. So you're casting your Crown of Madness? Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, okay. What do you say when you cast Crown of Madness? I lower one of my scimitars and I point at it. And I begin singing, and I'm going to sing. I can't get these memories out of my mind. And some kind of madness has started to evolve. Wow. Okay, uh, I already gave you inspiration. I can't give you inspiration again. Thank you for the beautiful Great. singing. The Umber Hulk turns to you. It's mandibles clack, and it says, <laughs> I love you. To the ends of the earth. <laughs> because you're the guy that I love. Yes, I do. I do love you. 
That's uh, the best version of Gilbert Gottfried I could do that's singing at this time. <laughs> All right. What happened? It, is it a save for Crown of Madness? Uh, it is a wisdom save. All right. Uh, I've rolled a two, so it fails. What happens? Nice. Uh, he is now charmed by me for the duration of this combat. Um, up to a minute, actually. Yep. He, as he looks to me and he sings a twisted crown of jagged iron that looks like the same iron of the um, knife cloud. It begins to form on its head. Okay, yes. The crown of madness forms upon its head. And when it goes to take its turn, it's going to make a melee attack against a creature uh, um, that I choose. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. It is its turn. Okay. It's going to attack the captain. Does it have to move and attack the captain? It must use its... Oh, it must use its action before moving. Yeah. It is not able to reach and hit the captain right now. Okay. Okay. What does it have to do with this? What is what is Crown of Madness going to do to it at this point? Does it have any effect? It can act normally on its turn if I choose no creature or none are within its reach. So, that's not great. Okay, so what it's going to do then is it's going to reach out and grab Kip Mm -hmm. with its claws, and it's going to roll against his armor class to to make that grapple. I have a nat 16, so I think it hits definitely because that's that's at least 21 to grab you. It reaches out, grabs you, does nine points of damage, and throws you at Sonjak. But I just got that back. Let's see... Uh, but it misses hitting Son Jack with Kip, and Kip lands, rolls, and winds up next to the view screen. Ugh. It is uh, it is going to then try to bite with its mandibles on Mal. Mm, nope, it yay. misses. All right, yay! it is your I mean, turn, uh, Mal. What would you like to do? You're followed by Son Jack. Mal is going to run at Son Jack and place a hand on them and say... If you do that, you will leave the threatened area of the Umber Hulk and take an attack of opportunity. That is a good point. I retract that. She's going to put a hand on the Ember Hulk then and uh, cast Inflict Wounds. Okay, cool. At third level. I hope you've already rolled and done all of that. So did you succeed? And what is the color? 20 something. Is that going to hit? Yeah, I already told you what the armor class was. Remember, it's 18. So yeah, and I did the damage already and that's 32 points of damage. Oh, yeah. I don't care so much about the number on the dice for the damage. I want to know what happens. Oh, um, so this cloud... Sing for me the song of your damaging, inflicting wounds and how horrible it rends this creature. So this cloud of almost dark, this dark purple energy escapes her fingertips and just starts snaking into the Umber Hulk and making like veins protrude where they're looking like this greenish black color. Cool. And just withering... As it goes. And it withers the arm and it withers the creature as you, it, that it was reaching out to grab you. Where did you touch the creature? Uh, just on its face, like whatever was closest. Yeah. All right. So, well, not its face. So an arm or a mandible? Uh, one of the mandibles then, because that's been grabbing at her. Okay, cool. Yeah, it uh, it withers the mandible and it crackles and brittles and the chitinous flesh of it sloughs off, revealing the wet goop underneath and it lands with a soft spluck onto the ground and the creature howls in pain and glares at you violently, vehemently. And it is now Sonjak's turn. Unless you'd like to do anything else? Uh, nope. We'll call that my turn. Okay. Perfect. Sonjak is going to cast Hold Person on Mal. 
Okay, so... Roll your save. If he attempts to cast a spell, is it one action? He needs to roll a d20. Because he's slowed? Yep. It's just a one action spell. That's what the the, the spell text right. says. I have a nat 18. Is that enough? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Yeah, I got a nat 1, so she's, she's held. <laughs> oh, excellent. Held oh, no. to be devoured. Great. By a one-mandible Umber Hulk. Okay, that was uh, the Niyogi Master Sonjak's turn. He says, hold right there, young lady. And you freeze in place. And that's all he gets because technically what he actually just said was, hold right there, young lady. Hong John one a day why not? Fuck you, Kip. <laughs> I'm trying to hold this guy, stop making me laugh. I'm suffering from buffering issues. Anyway, it is now <laughs> Kip's turn. He has to make uh, the wisdom save again to see if he can break the slow. Oh, he gets to yeah, break free 15. at this point? All right, let's go. And it's a wisdom saving yes. throw? Okay, I have... No, it's a 12, so it's not enough. All right, so Kip is going to look back at the uh, the Umber Hulk. Is it within 30 feet yep. of me? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you look at the Umber Hulk and now make a charisma saving throw. Is he looking at my direction, though, or or am I behind it doesn't him matter. Now? You're within 30 feet, and you're looking at it. Okay, uh, I, I rolled a 14. Not enough. Shit. You are stunned, and enshrouded in the lovely beautiful eyes of the umber hulk as your mind is scrambled it now controls the horizontal and the vertical kip but what about the diagonal (laughs) (laughs) you failed so no more reactions for you anymore kip no shield for you and you must now roll a d8 to determine what you do on your turn please roll a d8 oh no I rolled a one. A one is you do nothing. Yeah. That's a very yeah. descriptive action of doing nothing. I would like to imagine that Kip instead just does a nice soft shoe on the bridge of the uh, probable cause. <laughs> sure. All right. Thankfully, this is not your normal Umber Hulk. On your very next turn, you will revert to normal. You won't even have to make a charisma saving throw again until the following turn. It is, unfortunately, though, now Sonjak. Uh, no, it's Zahira's turn, followed by the I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, out of curiosity, how far away is uh, Sonjak from the Umber Hulk? How far do you need him? What are you trying to do? And you're just trying to affect is both he, of them? Is he within 10 feet of him? Not quite. No, he's he's more than that. But um, you're also within 30 feet of the Umber Hulk, so please make a charisma saving throw. All right. I would love to. That's going to pass. Um, okay. That's a 16 plus 6. Perfect. Yeah. No, you're so, more than fine. So what would you like to like do? I feel like doing that math right now. <laughs> um, all right. So... Uh, I am going to run up to uh, Sanjak, and I'm going to uh, slash at him with my scimitars. Okay. All right. So. How dare you? Slash. Um, and, oh, both of those miss. Yeah, so oh, minus no. two to AC, remember. Yes. What did you get to? Like, his armor yeah. classes? No, they still, they still miss. Okay. You missed twice. 
That is he an slow- eight and a ten. He slowly does the Neo from the Matrix <laughs> as his body distances itself. Do I have an extra attack? Oh, I do have an extra attack. The second attack is a bonus action. Yes, I just would like to know, so you're making three attacks this turn? Yes, because okay. I have my first attack and then my bonus action and then... Your second attack for the level you're at. Okay, yes. that's fine. Yes, okay. now uh, you're using your inspiration to make this check to have I, advantage on it, right? I might be. No, you I have to be. make the decision oh, okay. beforehand. You have to say, right. I choose to use my inspiration to have advantage on this check. Yeah, I should probably use my inspiration. All right, go for it. Make your roll, make your strike. I don't think that first roll is going to hit. Oh, wow, and that's worse. Does a... Hang on. Does a 14 hit? Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. All okay. right. You've hit... While you're rolling your damage and planning your uh, your thing, it is uh, now the Umber Hulk's turn, and it is going to gobble up... Fennec's character Mal it has advantage on its strike because you're held free held totally uh, immune it has it is hit because I have a 21 I think that's enough right (laughs) so it will now bite you with its mandibles doing 14 points of damage to you and I believe you're gonna get a chance to save how much damage did you do Zahira Uh, I did 5 damage that is, uh, and is there anything else that you wished to do with your turn? No, that is all that I can do. Okay. All right. It is your turn, Mal, followed by Sanjak. So I'm, is it a charisma check to get out of it? Uh, yes. Okay. You're, cause you're hold person, right? That's what you're looking to do? Yes. Okay. Yep. So not 20 on that, thankfully. All right. Cool. And I think that takes the whole turn, correct? I'm going to say not. You're at the start of your turn, you break free, and then you look at the eyes of the Umber Hulk, and now you have to make a, uh, a d20 check to avoid the gaze of the Umber Hulk. So that's even funnier color. 20 with the wisdom modifier. It's a chari- No, it's a charisma saving throw for the oh, Umber Hulk. 20 either but way. But either way, yes. <laughs> uh, she's going to glare at the Umber Hulk and then touch herself to cast uh, Cure Wounds. <laughs> so she'll heal herself up this round. And that's going to be your turn. That's the entirety of your turn. All right. Awesome. It is now Sonjak's turn. And he is like, I told you to stay still, young lady. And he is going to instead attack Zahira, who's right in front of him. Now, he only gets to attack once. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. He attacks. I have an 18. Is that enough to hit? That does hit. All right, good. He has hit you. He does eight points of slashing damage. And oh, no. now he attempts to save from his slow. I have a nat 17. I think he saves. Yep. Eh. Freed of the slow. He's like, and we've returned to normal where we're going to go down in flames. All right, come on, party. Do your massive damage spells that I know you're capable of doing. We're trying. So... You said that uh, on this round now I'm free from the effect yep. and I don't have to make a save? That's correct. All right, so Kip is going to look back at, like, come out of his haze, look back at the Umber Hulk and say, I think it's time to dry out. And he does a little ringing motion and he casts Blight on it. So it needs to make okay. a constitution saving throw of 15. I have failed. It takes 35 damage. Necrotic damage. On the Umber Hulk, right? Yes. Okay, yep. All right. Please describe the withering of the Umber Hulk evermore. Is it dead? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, so, like, you, you kind of see, like, this energy run across the boards of the sh- ship, run up its leg, and just, like, you see, like, the color kind of drain out of its skin and mm, nice it goes gray and yeah uh, its eyes the beautiful eyes sink in <laughs> and, and it starts to like um, crack and like you see like little like bits of like dust and like pieces of it like kind of start to crumble off the eyes start to crumble and crack light shoots out of it uh, these umbrella eyes cool anything else you'd like to do with your turn like is, is he within melee of the captain of sanjak yeah no, Kip's next. His Kip, Kip got you. Well, Kip, yeah, you could move over because you got thrown by the Umber Hulk up against the viewport. You could go over to him. Oh no, he, he wants to stay away from people. So, like, ah, yeah, you're outside of the comp. You're not in physical melee range. Okay, so he'll just move to get a little bit farther away, so people can't easily just stab at him. You cannot move any further okay. than you currently are up against the viewport. You could literally cut through the viewport and try to get out of the ship. Okay, he's good then. Okay, you could mace window it if you would <laughs> wanted to. Bad. But you'd have to cut off your hands first. All right. We are back again to the top of the round where it is Zahira followed by the Umber Hulk. Zahira, the Umber Hulk is looking close to death. Sanjak, not really. I am going to uh, raise a hand and just yell, hey, look at this. I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. Okay. All right. They are uh, each going to have to make a wisdom save. The Umber Hulk gets a natural one. The Sanjak succeeds. Darn. Okay. Uh, well, the Umber Hulk is charmed by it. Yes, um, but uh, you is... have not said anything other than hypnotic pattern. So describe for me the beautiful color that is what you're you're trying to do. It is just a beautiful twisting rainbow of colors. It's like it's like looking into a kaleidoscope. Cool. It's like Pride Month on fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And unfortunately, nobody other than the Umber Hulk can see it. Oh, cool. Because it doesn't impact or affect yeah. your two companions, right? It does not. Uh, but it affects the Umber Hulk, and he is seeing the most beautiful array of colors that he has ever seen. The Umber Hulk says, That is the most beautiful thing I have <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> Rock the lamp. (laughs) Cool. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? As a bonus action, I would like to uh, hit Sanjak with my sword. So if you have taken an action to attack, you use your bonus action to also attack. So in this instance, can't crack Sanjak after casting your spell. And what was the beautiful color of the verbal components of the spell to cast Hypnotic Pattern? Um... And what class is Zahira again? She's oh, a, I'm sorry. Zahira is a College of Swords bard. And so, of course, all of your spells have to be beautifully performed. And mm-hmm. she is both a dancer and singer. So sing me the song or dance me the dance. I do like a, a beautiful and very skillful flourish with my swords. Um, and I point to like above the Umber Hulk's head as I say, look at this. Cool. Look at all of these beautiful colors. That I have made for you. You could be like, look at all the colors. <laughs> I brought them out for you. Cool. <laughs> all right. That was Zahira's turn. It is the Umber Hulk's turn. He's like, those colors are beautiful. It is Mal's turn. Mal, since it worked the last time, she's going to reach up at the Umber Hulk and try casting inflict wounds again. Cool. Yeah, go for it. 
19 is going to hit, so that's 25 points Just of necrotic barely. damage. You've killed the Umber Hulk. Yes! Light explodes out of the eyes, the um, beautiful faceted eyes, like a dragonfly's eyes of this Umber Hulk, and it collapses upon itself, and all of the ooze leaks out of the chitinous holes that you've ripped through it, um, and all of the holes that you've ripped through its chitinous armor, and it dies. And Sonjag says... No, not my friend and most boon companion. What will our adventurer and hero do next? Find out next time on... And he casts Dimension Door. Uh, None of us are close enough for a reaction. (laughs) Of course I didn't prepare Counterspell this time around. No, that makes good sense. He could surrender. Dimension Door. Yeah, I can only prepare one. And the, so the, I can't prepare counterspell. The verbal component for Dimension Door is what's behind door number one? <laughs> Me. And uh, yeah, he sidesteps out of there. He is no. not wearing the helm, though. It falls to the ground because it is tied to the ship, of course, like I said. So you look out the view screen and you see you're actually closing in on a planet. And the ship, knowing that it does not have enough fuel cells because you did not take the third cell that you needed, it goes... And starts to fall. Oh, no. Starts to fall? Exactly. Oh, no. And Quick, you two need to get to the other helms. You need to figure out some way to make this ship obey your commands or you're all going to crash into the planet below and kill everyone. (laughs) No pressure. Who goes where? All right. Well, I'm going to run up to the helm. Uh, I know that one of the people needed is an arcane cut and uh, (laughs) is an arcane caster. And you are all three arcane casters. Yep. Mal's going to run to one of the other ones and whoop. Cool. Yeah. Who's running the furthest? Who's the fastest of us? Do we all have the same speed? Probably. Does somebody have, have perhaps expeditious retreat or something like that? I do not have that. I didn't think I'd be running. I did not prepare that. I wish I had. No way. Yeah. And does anybody have any misty steps or anything that would help them potentially at the last possible second? Nope. Nope. Oh, I do have Dimension Door, though. Yes. Uh, cool. So I'm going to cast. Uh, I'm going to cast Dimension Door. Awesome. So um, I'm going to get to the furthest one. Um, sidestep to the furthest one. Sure. We we uh, somehow or other in the editing, you knew where to go when you get to there. You sidestep into engineering because that is the furthest one, and you're now mm-hmm. in charge of propulsion. And who stays and mans the helm here on the bridge? I can man the helm if you want to get the other one. I think since you're for more familiar with the ship, yeah. All right. So Alright, just just to be clear, we're moving along here. It's the end of the night. We're almost at the end of the entire adventure. I won't make you roll Melancholy uh, or Kip to recognize the um, clear deception check that Melancholy was attempting to make just to not have to run. <laughs> <laughs> As Kip runs down the hall, he maybe thinks like, did she just make me run? As you fit 
And then, of course, we cut scene like a good 80s TV show does to each of you putting the helms on. I'll have chat describe for me. If anybody's still left there in chat, they can describe what these helms look like. They're all the same. So I'll take some cool descriptions as you all put the helms on. And it takes your arcane energies to push forth a, a consciousness, uh, a conscious choice to this living creature to help it make its decisions to move forward. This is a flying ship. So the three things that you need to control are the forward momentum and how fast you're going. You need to control the pitch and the yaw, which is the up and the down. And you need to control the left and the right uh, port and starboard maneuvers. So the three of you need to choose which ones you have. Um, you're in engineering, so you're controlling propulsion, Mac. You're okay. in the bridge, so you're controlling the left and the right, Fennec. And you're up in a communications area you're controlling the up and the down rich and what needs to happen here let me pull out my little chart you're all going to need to make an arcana check but you may spend spell slots to improve your chances on the arcana check you can only spend two spell slots and i would recommend spelling spending the highest spell slots you have left so rich what are your highest spell slots you have left? Uh, i have two third level spell slots rich Three and three. And Mac, what do you have? For uh, same thing. Two through level. Cool. And Fennec, mm -hmm. what do you have for Mal? Two second level. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You definitely burned through more spells than everybody else. I did. So what needs to happen here is, uh, and this will be the very end of the ship. So you're going to make your ability score check that you would make with an arcana check. You may use your inspiration if you still have it. And a note that Rich and Fennec both have their inspiration remaining. So you can spend that now if you would like to. Yes, I would. Okay, that's cool. I will take that away. And what now happens is you're going to roll with advantage. And you will get plus six Rich and Mac, and you get plus four Fennec to your roll. And the difficulty is a 12 for bare minimum. And then every three you score above that is technically exceeding above and beyond. So, so uh, if you get a 12, that's one success. You get a 15, that's two successes, and we go on from there. So if you can do the math, th that's fine. And if you can't, just give me your total number, and I'll tell you how many successes you got. All right, Rich, how many successes did you get? Six. Why did you roll? I rolled an 18, and I have a plus yep. seven for Arcana. And then you're plus six on top right. of that, so I believe that's 31. Right. So, wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How did you do, Mac? Uh, I rolled a 28 total. The um, F. So that's five full successes, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. And how did you do, Fennec? After modifiers, it was a 16, so two successes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just okay. made it. So based on the number of successes, you have, uh, if you'd only gotten one success, you would have missed the city entirely and ended up stranded in the mountains. The ship would have been demolished and dead and Bosley would have had to come in to rescue you in a helicopter. You were still landed. Everybody would still be alive. So it would be considered a good landing and mission accomplished. 
Whew, you got more than one. Two to three successes is the ship, the Spelljammer ship, heads headlong straight into the market, destroying stalls along the way. And in a series of questions that are asked, you would destroy the merchant stalls that you described for me as you blow through them. And of course, no one is hurt, thankfully, but everyone is sent comically flying out of the ship at the last second through the viewport or something and (laughs) ends up rolling around on the ditch. If you had gotten four to six successes, you would have landed in the middle of Main Street leading up to the primary market in the city of Greyhawk itself, causing widespread panic as you careen towards the market, plowing through people, um, and two women would have been carrying across something in the street like a big pane of glass or a picture or something, and we would have gone right through it, just like normal, like a big cake or something. But that didn't happen. Instead, what does happen is you have gotten the maximum number of successes that you needed to have. And that means you stick the landing, glide into the harbor city, harbor of the city of Greyhawk, and you dock floating with the port right there and the sphincter opens and (laughs) right at the port. And there is this orcish lady whose name is Gashkar. And she's like, <laughs> do you have a permit to land here? In Orkish. And that <laughs> is the end of the adventure. And of course, because Yay. this is an A-team adventure and it's a 1980s adventure, nobody knows where Sonjak went. Nobody ever sees him again. You think maybe he's in a follow-up episode, but they never, ever see Sonjak <laughs> ever again, uh, even though he managed to get away. He got a recurring role in another show. I turn it over to you. I thank you all for playing. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about where they might be able to find you going forward? All right. Hi, uh, I'm uh, Rich. I'm at Quixotic on Twitter. And currently you can hear my voice in the Fangirls podcast. The the D&D stream that I was on is unfortunately ended, but I plan on running some games on streams in the future. And you'll also be able to find me Every day of Gen Con coming up in August. So look for me there. Will you be wearing the headband then? No, it's it's <laughs> really hot right now. Cool. And Mac. All right. Hi, guys. I'm Mac. I am at the Dreadbread on Twitter. Uh, it's it's on there. It's on the stream video thing. Um, I also play Sergeant Butch on Pink Mohawk Edition. Uh, which is an actual play Shadowrun podcast. You can find them. Uh, it is it is in pre production right now, but you can find us at um, at Pink Mohawk on Twitter, and the O is the O in Mohawk is a zero. Yeah, I'm also on a few other podcasts, but yeah, I may also be at Gen Con. There is a very strong possibility. So hopefully, I'll see you guys there. All right, and I'm Fennec. You can find me at the Fennec Wolf uh, pretty much everywhere. I'm a part of Nerdsmith at nerdsmith.org. I'm the associate director there. I'm on a couple of the podcasts there. Come check us out. We love it. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for being here tonight. And I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to a few people at the end of the adventure. So first and foremost, thanks to Phantom Rollbooth for constantly being here to support us and put this Twitch together. Your Discord is wonderful in a place to congregate, gather, and talk TTRPGs and apparently the history of the Spartans today as well. 
it's a beautiful place where a ton of people are. They're all intellectual, smart, wonderful people, great role players. Join our Discord, hop by the Patreon at patreon.com slash phantom rollbooth. Become a patron there. Throw us a couple bucks because they are great, creating great content and bringing people together. It is a beautiful mandate. I can't support them enough. Further, sorry, I would just. If I can just cut in for a second. Um, I'm sorry, the Phantom Roll Booth community is also just like super positive and they're all great people. So, yeah. And I can't speak highly enough of them. Also, I would like to say thank you to my players for coming out today. Please go out to Twitter and follow them. Follow at Quixotic, at the Dreadbread, at the Fennec Wolf. Please follow them. They deserve your your patronage. They're great, inspiring people and have witty things to say on Twitter. I think that they are deserving of uh, a quick follow on Twitter if you're not already following them. And go uh, follow this awesome guy because he ran the whole game for us and is wonderful. You can find yeah. DM. but more than me thanks to chat because <laughs> if you're not here and you're not adding to the game it's not as fun an experience for me so i am here for the chat to add to the craziness of the game to give me difficult uh atawanean uh, accents that i don't even know how to pronounce and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be able to do it without you. So please come back next week. It's July 5th, Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. Our players will be Robin Shadell as Morgana, Not Another Nate as Fauna once again for his last episode of the season. I think might be he, he's here for four. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. But I do know that Tessa, Tessa Bryce from Nerdsmith at Selkie Dreams will be here next week. And it will be, unfortunately, her final episode on uh, the roll booth here because she is starting her own Friday game following Gen Con and will not be able to continue in uh, playing in this game. So I am pleased to announce that we have four more games following this one that lead up to Gen Con itself and I'm hoping against hope that there's still room for maybe a Morty's Devils meetup and two-hour game session there for all of the players who are going to be at Gen Con. I'm Kyle at Tavern Tales DM. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. I had a blast and I'm very sorry to keep you a few minutes past the hour. Have a great night, everyone. And in Mordenkainen's words, keep the balance. This has been Morty's Devils, a weekly podcast captured from the season one twitch.tv live stream actual play Dungeons and Dragons game using episodes from 1970s, 80s, and 90s dramatic television as our inspiration for adventure. Interested in finding out more about Morty's Devils? Find us on Twitter at Morty's Devils or send an email to DM at gmail.com. Season 2 will begin airing soon on August 30th on twitch.tv slash unmadegaming at 11pm Eastern Time. Hope to see you there. The theme song for Morty's Devils is Let the Night Fall from Dragonette's 2016 Royal Blue album. Interested in their music? Check them out on iTunes or on Twitter at Dragonette, or find them online at www.dragonetteonline.com. Morty's Devils is a Tavern Tales production, and in Mordenkainen's words, keep the balance.